Entrepreneurs, everybody. I'm John Wiss. And I'm Bonnie Mace. We're two Enneagram Nines who took the big leap into the world of entrepreneurship at a similar time. And this podcast is a space where we are inviting you to laugh and learn with us as we work to build businesses with soul. Episode nine. Episode number nine. On Entrepreneurs. Yeah. Episode nine. And it's our second interview. Yeah. We are welcoming an old friend. <laughs> from, not that you're old, Nate, but that we go back. We go back. We go back to many moons ago. This is Dr. Nate Orham, who is a practicing chiropractor with his own practice. So welcome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Good afternoon. Yeah. Thanks for um, making us a little bit jealous in the beautiful North Carolina weather that you are enjoying right now as mm. we oh. sit here in some chillier Maryland weather. It's very windy here today, Nate. Like very windy, windy, yeah. cold, cold wind. Ooh. And 50s. Indeed. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. you're looking great. You're looking mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> no hiding just it. plain and simple it's fantastic yeah it's the way we moved here we, we love it yeah yeah well nate here is is visiting us from north carolina as we said chiropractor and he is our first non-nine interview also so nate has tested as an enneagram one but i think that th- that this is new for you right enneagram language or am i assuming that wrong nope you are correct okay. first timer great first time enneagrammer First time we made him take the test. <laughs> so and it was it was freakishly accurate, by the way. Nice. So. So, so, so yeah. So why don't you just tell us kind of yeah, give us a little bit of your first impression when you took the test and then got the result back. What was that like? So I guess I'm very uh, into different kind of testing and personality tests and different things like that. You know, I've done the Myers Briggs and mm-hmm. all those other ones. So I was really. I was like, "Ooh, cool! Let's let's see, find out more about myself, right?" And uh, you're just you're going through the questions. It's some of them I had to really think about. Some of them were just like, "Boom!" Right? Mm-hmm. Just you know, no real question about it. Um, but when I got the results, and just reading through the different paragraphs, I was like, "Whoa! <laughs> yeah, this is like I said, this is like quite accurate and." Um, it's just amazing that through those, you know, handful of questions really, um, really decipher, you know, what's going on upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was very cool, very interesting. And I'm, I'm excited to learn more about it. I listened to your guys' last podcast about yeah. the Enneagram number one. So I learned a little more there and I'm, I'm excited to kind of tell my story with you guys and explore yeah. a little bit more about that yeah, yeah. Well, well we'll definitely come back to some more like enneagram specific stuff but we definitely want to start with just your story and you know how you got to become an entrepreneur and how long you've been doing it for and you know what got you started like what sent you down this path to open your own practice nice so it all began <laughs> <laughs> right in end of uh, 2013 mm-hmm. about my brother-in-law um, who I'm very close with uh, at the time he was in chiropractic school at Palmer College of Chiropractic and he was just sharing with me just what he's learning and just how great it is and um, you know, he says to me you know you should really you should really go to a chiropractor I was like yeah sure okay <laughs> so I didn't go 
<laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, it wasn't until he actually looked up a chiropractor for me to go to in Maryland when we were living there. And then I was like, wow, you, you're really passionate about this. You know, maybe, okay, I'll go. So I went and the care, it really took me from good to great, I guess. Mm. Um, I wasn't like mm. really hurting or anything like that, but, um, it was the, the patient education that really blew my mind. Um, just how incredibly amazing the human body was created. Mm. And when it is, uh, when it is corrected to function optimally as it was designed mm -hmm. to operate, the potential um, that it has is just is amazing. So um, the nervous system, just learning about the nervous system through the chiropractor I would see, it just blew my mind. And I became a, a chiropractic advocate. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the chiropractor that I was seeing, uh, Dr. Levi, and I should, I haven't reached out in a while, but anyway, uh, she says, you know, Nate, have you ever thought about going back to school? And that blew my mind because I had never even thought about it. Uh, so a few, a couple phone calls later to Palmer College of Chiropractic and, uh, you know, six months, six months maybe later, we moved halfway across the country to Davenport, Iowa, mm -hmm. and I started school. Hmm. And it was great. Um, now in... Stop me if you have any questions. So I'm yeah, gonna keep good. rolling. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep going, going. Keep going. Um, so one of the first classes you take uh, in chiropractic school is all about the central nervous system. And in this class, you learn about just the function and how it, it operates. Literally, you know, all these life life sustaining functions in the body, mm -hmm. and how important it is, and how. The upper, the area in the upper neck, the brainstem controls so many of these functions. Uh, so, the more I learned, when I learned that there were chiropractic techniques um, that focus specifically on that area, I was like, well, pff, that makes sense, right? Why not focus on this area? So, the more I got to learn um, about the specific technique, the technique that I gravitated to that really resonated with me. It's called NUCA. It stands for the National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. And kind of the, the major premise is that the musculoskeletal system, right, or posture, right, for a different word, uh, in a word, is, is an automated system of the body, no different than breathing. Mm -hmm. right? okay. we, can, we can consciously affect our posture by sitting up straight, right? Or by not leaning, et cetera, et cetera. But as soon as we stop thinking about it, um, we go back to a crooked position. Mm. Right? So the, the premise of NUCA is that the postural control system is in the upper neck. And by correcting a misalignment caused by a trauma to the head and neck, it effectively recalibrates the nervous system to allow the musculoskeletal system to function normally, right? And what that normal looks like is being plumb and level to gravity, huh. right? Uh -huh. um, and it does it instantaneously, which is incredible. So it's less invasive, right? So no twisting, cracking, popping necessary because it's so very, very specific. Um, 
And the cool thing about it is you it's very efficient in as much as we found that you don't need to keep going back multiple times a week mm-hmm. for an extended period of time because the body wants to be pulling the muscle, right? Mm-hmm. It wants to stay that way. So we work a lot with lifestyle to make positive changes to best support holding the alignment is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was to check in all these boxes and it's like, what? Um, so I went all in and after I graduated, I had, uh, during the time in school, I had shadowed 17 different chiropractic offices across the country, um, to try to learn more about what I like, what I don't like. Um, and I ended up I decided to, um, it's called associate. So I worked with another chiropractor. Uh, a Nuka chiropractor, Dr. Mc- Matthew McNally in Toma, Wisconsin. Um, I did a three-year, uh, essentially, a residency, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to really focus on my clinical skills because um, I wanted to be the best that I could be mm-hmm. before I started out on my own because I always knew uh, that I wanted to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I wanted to give myself as much um, clinical um, certainty before we made that jump, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we ended up in Wisconsin. And my associateship ended in March of last year. And then in April, we moved to North Carolina and started the process of building a business. Yeah. Wow. So we opened our doors in just after Labor Day. Okay. And uh, we've been going going hard since. So about nice. six months. Is that right? Yeah. Six or seven? Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. That's about when John and I started our ventures also. I was October of okay. last year and mm-hmm. John was... I was August. August. Yep. Yeah. So nice. yeah, we can all celebrate our business birthdays <laughs> together. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Nate, can I go back? Cause I realize that our listeners don't know this about you and it wasn't super clear when you were saying is that chiropractic practice was totally new for you. Like it's almost as far as saying it's like totally out of left field because you were not even in a, in a medical position when you started learning about chiropractic. When we knew you, you were, do, you were in a completely different career. Is that right? Yes, yes. I was in law enforcement, so the health field was very, very new to me. Um, I had, you know, been familiar with the concept of chiropractic, but I wasn't a regular chiropractic patient. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's always encouraging to hear that you. C- a lot of times, people make entrepreneurial jumps that are yeah. sort of parallel to where they have been. You know, and yours, I would not call necessarily parallel to where you were yeah. at all you made a jump to a whole different you know, I, I don't know a good analogy but yeah. it's very yeah. different from law enforcement clearly <laughs> oh yeah it's it's been quite an amazing journey because behind through every step of the way it has been completely clear that this is god's plan hmm. for our life um the the jump to go to chiropractic school the the jump to uh, join the organizations that I did to meet the people that I met 
to work where I worked mm-hmm. and to move to where we are. Yeah. Um, every step of the way has been, um, you know, so far beyond coincidental that it could only be explained um, by God's sovereign plan. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish you guys could see the smile on his face that he, <laughs> when he was talking about that. That was <laughs> deep belief. Yeah. But, yeah. So, <laughs> Nate, like you said, you wanted to, you knew you wanted to work on your own. Like you wanted to work for yourself. What, where did that drive come from? And, and kind of tell us a little bit about how Revelation like actually came to be uh, once you moved to North Carolina. So within chiropractic, there's different um, options, right? You can, uh, you can work under a doctor in a, in a group practice. You can um, be what's called an independent contractor, kind of have your own business, but share space or share equipment. Uh, or you can decide to rock and roll on your own. And um, after learning about these different options and just kind of learning more about myself, and at this time I was oh, 26 years old, so I had a little bit of life experience, and I knew having worked in more of the corporate um, structure that mm-hmm. I'm quite particular about certain things and uh i have an idea of it's it's hilarious because as i'm explaining this i'm hearing (laughs) the the type one thing but i have a have a a gut right Mm -hmm. um here we go gut right um just how i think things should be Mm -hmm. um and how i want to run my practice, how I want to take care of my patients, um, the, from, a, uh, the way that I see is best. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I have to be able to make the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously within reason, you know, and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I knew that, um, uh, relatively soon after just seeing, like I said, shadowing the different offices and uh, seeing, again, what I liked and what I didn't like. And, you know, it's you You often learn more about how you want to do things by the things that you don't like. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started kind of developing the way I wanted to practice and the way I wanted my business to look early on in chiropractic school. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's very cool. And so kind of to, we'll, we'll ride your Enneagram number here for a minute. Uh, we'll ride the one train for a second. So, you know, you, you heard in the, in the episode and you've, you know, you saw when you read through kind of your summary, you know, that a lot of, of being Enneagram ones kind of centers around your definition of goodness. Right. And so we kind of want to take that idea and say like, what is your vision of, of your business being good? And then like, what's the ultimate vision for your business? Um, you know, we're still kind of in infancy in some senses, but like, what's, what's that vision for down the road for you? You know, the biggest thing, um, that makes me think of that is really being transparent, um, open and honest mm, love that. with patients, with prospective patients. Um, I'm, it's, it's far too common in chiropractic and I'm sure business across the board is to 
you know, different marketing tactics, bait mm-hmm. and switch kind of things like that. And that is a huge turnoff for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, not only do I not like to be sold, right, but I don't like selling really. Um, so in, I do group consultations every week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're complimentary, so no charge. It's, it's informational. You know, I talk about what I do. I talk about the NUCA protocol, how it differs from traditional chiropractic, how it can help, as well as expectations. You know, not only expectations, um, you know, for the patient, but expectations I have as, as the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And I find that it's, um, it creates better doctor-patient relationships. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it, that transparency really um, maximizes the results, mm-hmm. I guess, okay. in a way. Um, so, you know, we talk about, hey, this is how long it takes, right? We talk about this is how much it costs, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that, that, that way the patient, the prospective patient can make the best decision about their health That's going great. forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Zero pressure. Um, and I just, I 100%, that's me. Yeah. And, and I love it. Um, that's, so awesome. that's what we do. That's yeah. awesome. We do. I cool. can just, if you don't mind me Enneagram praising just a little <laughs> bit, just for people listening who are trying to build businesses and capitalize on their Enneagram type or draw wisdom from others, like just hearing you say that and having the standard of honesty and integrity and upfront and also expectations, all of those are one superpowers, right? Like that are coming out to shine in your business. And we're seeing that you benefit from that. So before yeah. we even jumped on or started recording, Nate was kind of like, oh man, I'm the worst Enneagram number. And I told him I would be sure to turn it back <laughs> around and say, no, like these are going to be your superpowers coming through. Yeah. And literally all of that is is definitely built into you know, the draw of a one and some of the strengths of a one. And I love hearing how it's benefiting both, both you and your clients. So the ability to live into your strengths with compassionate confidence, yeah. if I can throw that out there, it's a phrase I'm working <laughs> on, um, is not just for your own benefit. It's benefiting everybody that you've come in contact with. So just huge props to that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, vision, right? He didn't answer that part of the question. Yeah, let's go back to vision. I mean, so, and I will say too, like, I appreciate this conversation because I feel like these are common values that we all share. Yeah, for sure. Which is like transparency and authenticity in our businesses and making sure people know up front, like, what we're about, what we want to do, how we expect to, like, interact with them pricing, all that kind of thing. So I appreciate it. So thank you for, for sharing that part yeah. too. Feels like an affirmation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about vision a little bit. I mean, what's, what is, what is, uh, revelation spinal care look like in, in five years, 10 years? Like what, what are we looking at? Nice. Good questions. Good questions. So the goal is to, you know, for the first two years, two to two to three years is to just really establish a large patient base to get get the word out that we do things differently and from there out of a out of a need to grow um i would like to mentor and mm-hmm. hire uh another chiropractor another new, another nuka chiropractor um mm-hmm. 
We're about two hours from Sherman College of Chiropractic. So I've connected with students there to, um, some have come and shadowed and whatnot. And I'm, I'm all about, again, just being transparent with students as well and say, hey, this is what I do. If you're interested, you know, by all means, come up, spend time with me, I'll take care of you. Um, but that's, that is the next step. Um, is to to grow the practice in that sense mm-hmm. um, because right now I work four days a week mm-hmm. uh, Monday Tuesday Thursday Friday and Wednesdays are admin days mm-hmm. right so we do networking we do this morning we met with a uh, functional medicine practitioner um, and a mental health coach we had some brunch um, just learning how we can co-manage patients um, also do the QuickBooks and all yeah. that fun stuff on Wednesdays. But uh, the goal is, you know, I I like this schedule, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. when it starts to bust at the seams, right, that's, that's a hint that I'd like to hire another person mm-hmm. rather than expand to, you know, Saturdays or longer hours or mm-hmm. things like that. Because I love to take care of people. Um, but I think it's absolutely essential to take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the goal, um, in the next, in the next two to three years is to have another, uh, another doctor in the office so that we can maintain the schedule, um, and continue to grow and to take care, to take care of patients, um, with quality. So you mentioned the Wednesday admin day already, and you kind of hinted a little bit more at your schedule. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the questions we wanted to ask you was like, how do you honor yourself in the way that you run your business? So expound upon that just a little bit more, because you, you touched on it for a second, but I just want you to kind of tell us like your philosophy and the way that you run your business in keeping yourself healthy. Right. And it's it's so very, very important. Um, and I've seen... Again, I've seen a lot of different practices, um, and unfortunately, I've seen a lot of chiropractors just run themselves in the ground mm. uh, with great intentions, right? Sure. Taking care of more and more people, mm-hmm. um, which again is a good thing, but I decided that I have to set boundaries, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and have tangible goals and action items, right, when certain goals are hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the schedule, right, and the frequency of how many patients I see an hour, how many new patients I see in a week, um, there are certain things that I am not willing to compromise on because, number one, it will negatively impact patient care, mm-hmm. um, and it will also negatively impact me my relationship with my wife mm-hmm. um, in relationship with other people I love. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's to me, that's, um, it's huge having lines drawn in the sand based on experience. Right. Uh, not just based on random numbers. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's, that's kind of a, my biggie. 
and I encourage a lot of students um, and my peers to, to do that as well because it's easy um, as a as someone in a in a health field. It's we want to help people, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah. that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and there is no shortage of people that mm-hmm. need help. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I find it that at a certain point, um, it will be compromised if you go past your capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's good. Yeah. If you don't mind, like I am learning things and I like to reiterate things that I learned in case other people missed it while yeah. they were listening to you. So hearing from your perspective that you have set measurable goals to say, okay, I'm reaching my capacity, mm. I think is really wise practice mm-hmm. and, and something that I hope that listeners can draw from. And that I, I'm going to challenge myself to try to draw from to say, what is the, what is the capacity? And so for, for John and I both, we've definitely str- like learned from, from boundaries being pressed and being overtaxed and, and things like that. So that's a huge value for our businesses as well. So hearing how you have really got, it sounds like a great system in place as just warning flags, you know, no shame, no value tied up in it, just to say, here's a marker that says to me, this is a capacity warning. And, uh, you know, like I like to say the car dashboard things like your fuel tanks moving towards. And when I get to quarter of a tank, I need to find a gas station. Uh, and that sort of, that sort of marker as a signpost to say, okay, it's time to make an adjustment here for me and for my soul. (laughs) He's showing us his dog, just (laughs) love and life. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was that was profoundly wise and I, I wanted to reiterate it because yeah. I think a lot of people can can borrow that practice and be healthier and we can have healthier people serving other people in the world because yeah. you want to come to a place of health to do that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So I don't want to. I don't want to be like, "Oh, this has been so inspirational." Now let's talk about the hard part. But but also, yeah, let's let's it. talk about the hard part. Um, so, but I really do think you've been encouraging and like really inspirational in the way that you have approached your business, but there, I think part of us being honest and open and transparent is that, you know, we have entire episodes about the struggle, (laughs) right? So like, (laughs) you know, the, the struggle is a thing for, for entrepreneurship. There is, there is the really, really good and there's the really, really hard. And so, just tell us a little bit, like, what are some of the biggest hurdles you've faced so far in your journey, and um, and how have you have you approached them? How have you have how have you gotten over them? So, I will absolutely, you know, tell you guys, and I tell students this often, is that I probably want to quit and do something else on a weekly basis, if not more. <laughs> Right. There's your honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Because I, (laughs) I tend to, you know, if you have a hundred things, right. And you do 99 good things and then you have that one thing, Mm. right. That is, that is difficult or you didn't hit that home run. You know, I tend to focus on that one thing Mm -hmm. um, rather than the 99 home runs. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is, that's a struggle for me mindset wise, I guess. Um, 
but business ownership, entrepreneurship has provided so many challenges Mm -hmm. um, from day one. And it's like you finally figure out business entity, right? I swear, I, I read so many different things and talked to multiple different accountants and um, um, an attorney, a kind of attorney. Anyways, you know, to try to figure out these things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you have to make a decision, mm-hmm. right? Um, a very wise mentor of mine said, a 70% decision now is better than a 100% decision when it's too late, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's um, So we can only do so much research yeah. and put so much time into trying to do things the very best way the first time. Yeah. Um, so I have a, more of a tendency to drag my feet and try to, you know, make the very best decision mm-hmm. kind yeah. of a thing the first time rather than do it again. Yeah. Um, but I forgot where I was going with that. Um, struggles, right? Struggles. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no, yeah, there's no end. <laughs> there is no end. Yeah. And when you, when you crush one thing right around the corner, there's something yeah. new, yeah. you know? Um, I have learned to delegate more. Mm-hmm. because I cannot do it all on my own, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are certain things that I have to do in my business, like take care of patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other things that while I want to do because I think I do them very well, mm-hmm. um, I have to let go. Mm-hmm. And I have to allow um, Jesse, my wife, right, um, to do certain things in the office. She's, she's a director of operations, by the way. She runs the show. I just take care of patients. (laughs) Um, But it's been, it's been a challenge to, to delegate and to Mm -hmm. allow her. She wants to do these things Mm -hmm. and, you know, so, and she's great at it. And that's the thing is I need to just relinquish control Mm -hmm. and allow other people to do what they're great at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that is in and of itself has been a kind of an overarching theme mm-hmm. of growth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, all the different challenges, you know, we have a lot of earthly um, resources that we can draw from, whether that's um, people who have been there, done that, different you know, online resources, books, webinars, videos, things like that. But ultimately, Business ownership has forced me to rely more on uh, our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I, I can say this confidently, that my relationship with God has grown exponentially in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, the, the commonality is all these, these challenges, these new things, right? Um, so, yeah. The struggle is real. The yeah. struggle is real. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in with some Enneagram coach encouragement to say, and you may have picked up in, this, in the last episode too, of just these new things are so hard for one, but I didn't mm. talk about how hard delegating is for one um, and overcoming 
um, that one thing that has gone wrong, you know, mm-hmm. that's your inner critic. And, and I, you know, as you learn to separate that the inner critic isn't me, it's part of me. Hello, inner critic. Thank you for your opinion. <laughs> um, my own business coach yesterday was like, tell it to go have a seat in color. You don't need it right now. It's from no. Elaine, who we interviewed yeah. um, in episode four. And and learning to balance that is, is a huge struggle. So, it, you know, it, it is a massive struggle to overcome. And it sounds like you're taking it in stride, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so props to you. All, the, you know, continue giving yourself the grace and God the glory, because those are hard things for a one. So solid pat on the gra- back, a solid <laughs> I am doing the thing <laughs> to you, you, you for that. Need it. Yeah. Need it. yeah. All right. What, do we, what else so, is that? So let's, let's, let's just wrap up with kind of your, um, okay, well, let's, I'm going to, I know we sent you a question, but I'm going to, I'm going to tweak it slight, slightly if that's okay. We do these things. Yeah. Um, Love it. And so <laughs> I want, I want you to, to consider like, what's a, what's a piece of entrepreneurial advice that you would have for just anyone, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone looking to start a business like that. So what's just a one little nugget, but then you've, you've gotten to learn a lot about Enneagram ones over the past, uh, little bit here, even just today. And so kind of knowing yourself maybe a little bit better or knowing kind of what a, an Enneagram one entrepreneur might be facing, uh, in their pursuit of their business, kind of give us a two-parter here. So just kind of some general advice, but then kind of knowing yourself a little bit more now, you know, what would you say to another Enneagram one who's, who's jumping in head first? Hmm. Well, I think I already touched on a, a few things earlier that are just huge that have made a massive impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one is expectations, right? I talk about expectations with my patients, mm-hmm. but I think it's essential to have expectations for yourself and for your business. Um, I tend to set very high expectations for myself and often, often, too often, do not uh, achieve those expectations and I'm very hard on myself because of it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Enter inner critic. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, but I think having realistic expectations um, and reasonable expectations is huge. Um, and also having someone who loves you to review those expectations, mm. right. That's good. And yeah, to that's help solid. hold you accountable Um so that someone else can look at what you're doing through their eyes, right. Mm -hmm. Um, to help you, right. To help give that pat on the back, right. To help you, um, reel in your unreasonable expectations, right. Mm -hmm. To help you make things, uh, more achievable and more successful so that that way you can celebrate more wins and not focus so much on the struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So expectations are huge um, with that. And then another thing we can talk about are is, uh, you know, having the line in the sand mm-hmm. right, that I yeah. mentioned earlier mm-hmm. is to, because the reason, like I said, you know, people go into work for themselves. They go into entrepreneurship for different reasons, I'm sure. 
But ultimately, I think a, a common theme is probably because you want some form of control, mm-hmm. right? So it's essential to have boundaries set, right? Have certain goals that will trigger actions. Um, so that way you can still maintain some control, right? That's good. So that you can mm-hmm. run the business and not allow the business to run you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that is way too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how people burn out and that's how they quit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, you know, having boundaries to maintain a certain level of control right, is essential. That's awesome. As well. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I mean, I'm encouraged as an entrepreneur who's been in the, the game is about as long as you have. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm encouraged by, <laughs> I think it's, it's fun for me to hear vision and yeah, to hear sure. about your future and where you're headed and to also understand that you've put some of those constraints on yourself, you know, mm-hmm. that you've put some of those limits on yourself um, so that you can grow at your pace mm-hmm. and not someone else's pace or not uh, pace of demand, the pace of demand or yeah. anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I just I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I think it hits right with what we're what we're trying to do in the growth of our businesses is you know, really just think about um, what do we want out of this and what mm-hmm. do we want it to look like? And and again, it kind of comes back to those expectations you're talking about. How can we set expectations for ourselves that are that are reasonable, you know, that are that are um, they're stretching. Mm-hmm. I think they're stretching, but mm-hmm. they are a stretch um, that is a healthy stretch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can I ask that question for those of us who write our keyboard all day? Oh, nice. Teach us, teach us how to care for ourselves where, well, since we can't attend your chiropractic practice. <laughs> you got a hot tip that will translate over um, audio waves? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, hmm. You know, on the spot. Oh, Sorry. what do I say? What do I say? You know, it's it's important to take care of yourselves, right? Uh, we talked a little bit about grace, mm-hmm. and I think too often these days, um, people are just in the go, go, go kind of a phase of life, and they do not allow their body the adequate rest it needs to recover mm-hmm. so it's this continued downhill degeneration mm. if you will mm-hmm. um, so take breaks during the day right mm-hmm. take a, a, a quick cat nap a 20 minute cat nap break up the stress of the day you know mm-hmm. the, the human body has to adapt to stressors, right? physical stressors, mental stressors, and emotional stressors. Mm-hmm. And we have a limit of what we can adapt to. Mm-hmm. So by inserting that adequate amount of rest, which is different for every person, right, based on your lifestyle, um, but the requisite amount of rest will give the body, again, the best chance to adapt, to heal, and continue to get better with time instead of reinforcing that that negative feedback loop of degeneration. So give yourself a little grace. I love 
love that awesome. so much. Yeah. I mean, I was just like ready for you to be like, okay, turn your head to the left or to the right. <laughs> and then I got something so much more profound. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's a, I think it's a great way to, a great way to wrap it up. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, no, I think fantastic conversation. Thank you, Nate, thank for, you. for spending some time with us, spending some of your admin day mm-hmm. uh, with yes. us. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And obviously, we cannot come see you, but if mm-hmm. you're listening and you're in North Carolina, uh, we will have a link to uh, Revelation Spinal Care in the show notes. So mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. Nate out, make sure to support him and uh, support us by giving us a rating and review. You can send us a message through our anchor site. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, and we'll link any of Nate's socials and our socials there too. Yeah. Um, but until then, have a fantastic rest of your day. Yeah, and we'll thanks see. for listening. See you next time.